This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 5, Episode 4. As Andy and I are back together, the Rangers are currently finishing up their second-to-last preseason game against the New Jersey Devils as they are down 4-2 to two with uh, about three minutes to go. And yeah, it's just uh, there's a, kind of a lot to cover here. Uh, but Andy, I got to start the podcast off with how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine. Doing okay. Um, trying to remind myself that ultimately this this preseason really doesn't mean much of anything um and not to be too hasty in my judgments but uh you know this team they make they make it very hard (laughs) so uh yeah but uh yeah i'm doing i'm doing good uh no yeah i mean to, to put it that's an understatement uh that this team makes it hard it's just uh you know, I, I was having this conversation with a, a friend of mine, and he he texted me today uh, after the first period and just said, uh, I worry about this team. And I basically flat out told him, I go, well, that's, that's a you problem. Uh, you worry about this team because you believed that you believe the perception of this team that they are a Stanley Cup contender. The reality is that we are not competing for a Stanley Cup. We are competing for a playoff spot. Um, And then from there, you know, anything, I guess, in theory could happen, which, you know, is true. I mean, there there are teams that have made run to cups. And Jonathan Quick was certainly on one uh, the year that they actually played, ironically, the Devils in the Stanley Cup final, where that was a seven versus eight seed. But it, it just... The goal right now for the New York Rangers is to make the playoffs. It's not to put themselves in a position where they're competing to win the Metro because that is not happening. Um, But, you know, to make the playoffs in this league is something to, you know, certainly be proud of. And I think for the New York Rangers, you know, the realistic goal is that we are a tier two team in this league. And that's just the reality of it. We have certain aspects of our game that I think is pretty elite. And then there's certain aspects uh, that is kind of left to be desired. And, um, you know, we have a new coach. We supposedly have a new system. Um, you know, Panarin has a new haircut. There's a lot of new things about this season, um, that Ranger fans can be excited for, but overall, I think the effort and the skill and the, uh, overall uh, product that you're going to get on the ice is going to be more or less the same from the leadership group and the core of of which this team is built upon. So, you know, I, I don't think we should stress ourselves out too much with, you know, expectations that we're going to be able to compete with the Devils or the Carolina Hurricanes or the Avalanche or, you know, the Maple Leafs, you know, all the elite teams in this league. So. You know, again, it's just one step at a time, one game at a time. We are not competing for a Stanley Cup. We are looking to make the playoffs. That's the goal of this team. So um, I just, for you know, for my little opening monologue there, you know, Andy, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts about, you know, maybe we should change the Rangers' expectation from competing to for a Stanley Cup to, you know, let's just make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean... Again, there's there's a lot of narratives going about this team going into the season. Um, I do think it's important to remember that right now, my biggest takeaway from this game is that besides maybe some worry about some players' performances, is mostly that this is clearly a team that's trying to figure out a new system and figure out a new way of doing things. And I thought obviously as they, the game went on, they got better, but that's most teams in most games. So you can't really 
you know, but I, it just, there was a lot of when there was breakdowns, I saw a lot of just looking left and right and players trying to think of where they're supposed to be and turning around and looking over the wrong shoulder. And I just, yeah, there was a lot of confusion. So, and then with the devils, you know, they've, if anything, they've this, that, that group, obviously they keep adding pieces, but for the most part, it's been pretty consistent. They've had a Lindy rough for what, three, three or four seasons now. And they just have that thing where it's, they know the system, they know where their support is. They can just, the Rangers would try blind chips during this game and it would get picked off by uh, a devil going the other way with speed where the devils would do it. And their partner was perfectly ready to skate into it. So it was a lot of that um, in this game. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as trying to diagnose, is this what the Rangers are going to be or what they're going to look like this upcoming season? Uh, it's kind of hard. I think it was clearly a lot of experimentation by the coaching staff this preseason. We were hard. We saw all sorts of combinations, both on the back end and in the in the um, on the forward lines. And um, I think maybe well, the, the thing I want to start out with talking is the I think the only thing objectively that you can say is that. Jonathan Quick has really struggled here in the preseason. Is that a concern for this team going into the season? We, so I'm going to put I, that at I, you first. Well, I listen. This has to stop. This, <laughs> and you're not the only one. And I, I, yeah. I, I again, what? No, I'm not allowing. I'm not allowing the narrative of this team to be our backup goalie. He's struggling. I don't care about that. I really don't. It's a backup goalie, and he's going to be playing. 25% of the games you're just going to have to deal with it. If he sucks, he sucks. And at the same it's beyond if we are going to blame this season, the failures of this season upon our backup goalie. Like everyone's just shifting the conversation from you know, the failures of our leadership core to well, Jonathan Quick doesn't look good. Like that's the only thing really I've heard people say specifically about players. It's like where is Panarin? Like, why am I watching this game? And I can't tell the difference between a guy on an ELC contract and a guy making $11.6 million. When I watch the Devils, I know who Jack uses. I know who Luke uses. I know who Timo Meyer is. I know who these players are. I know who Nico is. I know who their captain is. When I watch the Rangers, you cannot tell the difference between the player making 11.6 and the player that's making uh, 800,000 on an entry level contract. That that's the problem. And there's constant breakdowns that I know that they're learning a new system and we'll work through these growing pains. But if we're not ready to play hockey in two weeks, when the season starts on October, I think 12th, then that's a coaching failure and that's a personnel problem. Because at the same time, there's no there's no baby steps here. We're not in a rebuilding phase. We're in a phase where we have to compete to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I don't want to hear about, about again, no offense, Andy. I no, don't want to hear it. about the pains of our backup goaltender in preseason. That 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 should be the last thing on our list. And has he given up some fluky? bad goals yeah absolutely but let's not pretend that this team is playing great in front of him and the only reason that we lose we lose 5-2 tonight is because Jonathan Quick was in net like we're not winning this game scoring two goals one goal a game where where are our star players why is Jack Hughes why is Connor Bedard why are why are all the stars around the league lighting it up and then when it comes to our team our guys are nowhere to be found. And I know some of them are nursing injuries and I know Panarin, you know, was hurt and Zibanejad was hurt and, you know, you know, uh, you know, Philip Heedle's hurt. I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, there's nobody on our team that's going to step up. Like that, not one Kako Lafreniere, nobody, nobody. I, I, it's just, it's, this has been the biggest letdown for me is that after last year, after the way you lost to the New Jersey Devils in Game 7, 
we look like we're a team coming off winning the Stanley Cup rather than a team that got embarrassed, you know, in the seventh game losing to, you know, your, you know, cross river rival. That's what bothers me the most. Um, but the question is, Andy, you know, even with quick in net and to go back to your point, it's like, you know, quick may be a problem this season. Who steps up? You know, who, who's going to, who's going to be, you know, part of the, the solution, you know, is it going to be our offense in front of them? You know, can we put up six goals, you know, in case, you know, he gives up three or four or five, you know, is it going to be our defense where we're blocking more shots in front of quick? Like, I, I don't know. It just seems like, like the talking point, this whole preseason, the only player that's getting singled out here and it's, you know, and maybe it's just me living in my own bubble, but every text message, every conversation I have seems to be leading off with, you know, how bad quick is, but yeah. it's like, I don't know. Go ahead. No, that's a fair point. It's like, why should he, you know, for him considering every, almost every single Ranger not named Vinny Trocek and uh, Will Cooley has and you know I'd say Capococco and in, in slight flashes has looked underwhelming to unimpressive. So yeah, he, it, you're right. It's not fair that uh, Quick himself should get singled out. Um, and not to mention, Vegas had no problem winning the Stanley Cup last year with him as their backup goalie. And didn't really play much, but yeah, I, I, no, know. I know. But like, <laughs> the, he, he, he listen, Quick's not going to be in net come playoff time. It's well, going to be Igor. That's, so. Well, yeah, I think you know you're right. I think, and obviously, that there's a lot of putting the cart before the horse and saying like, oh no, it, it, like that's I, obviously that premise presupposes that this team is good enough with Igor in net. That right, you, you know, or or just at least competent with Igor in net. You know what I mean? But I, I will say, I. Uh, you know, obviously I think the more concerning thing, and I think you touched on it is not so much like maybe the lack of goals or production for, from the star players in this preseason. Well, from anyone really in this preseason, because I do think there is a little bit, there a bit of a learning curve and it's more been experimentation as far as the Rangers are concerned. But that being said, um, yeah, not a single one of their marquee players has stood out. You know, or seems it's honestly just seems like they don't want to stand out (laughs) that they're kind of they're they're just treating this as a, you know, it's and yes, I mean, yes, obviously the preseason is there to get ready for the regular season. But at the same time, it's like it's also there, you know, it's it's also you're yeah, you're supposed to use that time to warm up your skills and your offensive instincts. And the fact that they've been able to do absolutely nothing is, yeah, it's a little it's a little concerning. So, um, yeah, they've really, they were sleepwalking through this preseason. They've won one game on what they played five games now and they play their sixth and final game tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So there's a good chance. They literally, you know, they go, although I think the Bruins went one and, um, you know, five in their preseason last year, but whatever. Um, they're back at, as you're listening to this, they're back at it tonight at the garden against the Boston Bruins. So we'll see, you know, um, I assume that would mean it'll be a lineup closer to what we think. Um, uh, I guess maybe a good segue, James, would be to talk about we we obviously we have the negative spots, but and I don't think there's many of them, which is why this might be a very short segment. Who has any anyone in particularly impressed you during the preseason for the Rangers or at least made a strong, a good impression on you? Well, uh I mean, like it, 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 it's tough because when you watch preseason hockey, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like nothing's really set in stone. So yeah. you're basically and 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 listen. And I was going to ask you a question, but I'll save my question for the you know as we move out of this segue. But I think um, you know if I, if I had to you know put a player to you know to the name, I, I, Will Cooley just seems to kind of stand out and. I know, you know, he's a fun player to look at, um, you know, on the ice. They, you know, obviously compared him to Tom Wilson. He's a big, big boy, uh, you know, scored a goal tonight. And he just seems like, 
you know, he's more NHL ready than I think kind of what even I, you know, Andy, I take, you know, your word for it when, you know, players need to time to, you know, develop. But over this preseason, he kind of looks like a player that, you know, wants to, you know, leave an impression on this coaching staff and say, hey, if I'm not on the team, I want to be your first man up. You know, and, you know, I I think he's probably my number one guy where I was impressed with. And I'm not saying that he's the best player on the ice. I'm just saying he's the most impressive and most standout player um, just because of the expectations going into this season so far. Yeah, Um, you know, um, it's because I obviously all throughout our podcast here during the preseason, I've been saying the same thing is that as impressive as they've looked in flashes that Cooley and Othman should start in the AHL. I still think Othman should go to the AHL. Uh, but I don't know, man. I got to say, Will Cooley, he he looks like he'd probably fit right in. I think it's hard because I think he's definitely ready. It's just, I guess, my my where I, I'm finding myself between a rock and a hard place is is there more there to work with if he does go to the AHL? Will it benefit his ability to make plays instead of just being a disruptor, which he kind of is now? Like, you know what I mean? I, it's it's like, will, I don't think it'll hurt him to, to go to the AHL for half a season. I don't think it's going to, he's going to like lose out on development time or anything. But, and I, but obviously the, uh, what's the flip side of that is are the New York Rangers a better team with him on it right now? And they might be, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, Pitlick left the game tonight with a what an upper body injury of some sort. So, well, well that's another thing too. It's like we're we're like it seems to me we're really not a healthy team. Like you know, guys are getting hurt in practice. You know, guys are getting hurt in games. You know, obviously I mentioned you know Panarin, Heedles, Benajad, Pitlick. Now, um, you know there's a lot of forwards that are banged up and hurt. And it just makes me wonder if, you know, if these, some of these players like Othman and Cooley are going to start in the NHL because they're, we were down guys right off the bat, which I don't even think is like an awful thing to have happen. You know, given the schedule that we have, uh, you know, in the first month, you know, that would be a really good test for some of these guys. Like there's not a ton of teams where I feel like we're going to have to grind through games. I I really do feel like our, our skill and special team should be able to carry us to a pretty impressive record in the first month. And, you know, it'll be a good, you know, kind of measuring stick to see where we kind of, you know, line up so far, you know, this season against some of these teams that, you know, you know, you have to beat if you want to make the playoffs and, you know, there's no, easy game or no layup game, certainly not for the New York Rangers, but you know, you do look at the schedule and there are certain teams that we, I feel like match up better against, you know, it's not, we're not facing the New Jersey devils, the Boston Bruins and you know, the Colorado avalanche every single night. We, you know, we start off with some of the teams that may be in the same position or, you know, or, or in a, you know, more of a raw stage in their, in their development for, uh, you know, in, in this league. So I, I, I don't know. Do do you think if there's a slight injury with our bottom six that they're going to have Cooley in there if he's healthy and ready to go? Uh, They might. Honestly, I think so. I think he is probably the next man up period. Um, And if there's an injury, I think it's going to be him. You know what I mean? So he might. uh, I guess we can say that. well, well, that's tough. It's tough. Obviously, him and Brodzinski are kind of those guys right now. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's and we know the team, you know, Brodzinski's also been pretty impressive. I don't think as impressive as Cooley for because all the good things that Brodzinski has done. It's just Cooley's been more f- simpler. His game has been simplified and effective. Um, but that's not to say that Brodzinski has been bad by any stretch. He's put in clearly putting a lot of effort trying to make the team. Um, so yeah. And, and he, the effort's been there and obviously the team likes the speed and, and what he brings and he's got a pretty good shot. Although it's, again, he's the reason he's not an NHL player is cause it's, you know, he's hit a few posts and high and wide a few times, but, 
Um, honestly, I do think it is Cooley. I think at this point, I just think, you know, he's been one of the, only, the New York Rangers only noticeable p- players through preseason. And, you know, they have some injuries and it's just, it's looking more and more uh, likely, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's probably, honestly, it's probably him. Yeah. And, you know, again, my, I think my next question for you is that, you know, given the coaching styles from Gallant now to, you know, La Violette is level, oh man, that's, I have a big tongue and that's a tough name for me to say. Um, But our current New York Rangers head coach, is he more likely to suit up you know, a, a guy like Will Cooley compared to Gallant. You know, I feel like last year, if Gallant was still our coach, the first man up, I think, would be Brzezinski. Um, just because I think that's like Gallant's more style. Whereas I feel like LaViolette will take a chance with Cooley. Like, I, I think there's no way he's sitting there watching after this game thinking, you know, this kid, you know, you say what you want about him. He may not be ready, but he's certainly making the case that if we need a body, he's going to be our number one guy. Um, you know, do you think, you know, Lavalette being that, you know, kind of the coach of the old school regime, when you're one of them that we spoke about, you know, during before the coaching hire, but, you know, do you think he's more willing to let some of these rookies play uh, over a guy like Brzezinski who does have some NHL experience? I think so. I think, you know, a lot of things about Laviolette's, and obviously we, we have very small sample size in terms of interviews and literally coaching time, coaching this team to go off of, but there's a strange kind of feeling to Laviolette's, uh, I guess, early tenure here. It's just between the a bunch of young assistants. Obviously, he has Phil Housley, who was with him either, and I think he was with him in Nashville. Um, but, but you know, you have Pekka and Muse, so you have these younger development-type coaches with the Rangers. And I thought that was an interesting – those two hires are pretty interesting for the Rangers. I do think there is a mandate from Chris Jury to – and I have nothing to substantiate this. It's just kind of what it feels like based on what my eyes are – seeing in my head is telling me that there seems to be a mandate that they understand that their development has been not good. They've, we do know they've um, reassigned Mark Chaccio to a, a, a lower, their skills coach to a, uh, a different position. Um, they have a new skills coach and uh, yeah, they have some of these coaches that they brought in are more known for, their development at, you know, the junior, the college, the, you know, USHL level, um, the national team development programs, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I do think that it just seems that he is definitely poised to at least give the rookies in general more of a chance. He has a little bit less allegiances. And honestly, if I'm Chris Drury, he probably said, you know, Peter, you are going to be the third coach for this core. After, if this doesn't work, it's not going to be Laviolette. La it's obviously it's always easier to, to fire the coach, but if this is not going well, at what point is it on the players? And I think it will be. I think it's going to be a player is going to be moved. I don't think Peter Laviolette's going to be moved, a coach, especially because he's got a track record of, you know, at least being a at his best moments a Stanley Cup winning coach with a good scheme that really helps teams on the back end and generate offense. As I knock my phone down. Uh, and you know, at his but and at his worst, it's like he still has some good act. He should be an at least a serviceable NHL bench bo- boss behind the you know what I mean. So I think if this does not go well or doesn't start well, honestly, towards the deadline, I think it's more likely than he him getting replaced is a a big name getting moved out. You know what I mean? Or or maybe see a change of scenery for one of the vets. I I really do feel like it could go that way if if it doesn't go well here. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down five on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. 
New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem at 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms of responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I I think to go along with that, I think you saw the tides kind of turn last year because I think overall there was a, a narrative that, you know, it was half on the players, half on Gallant. Some of the players weren't happy that there wasn't a system. But, you know, I, I thought any, you know, rational fan that was watching the game was kind of, you know, upset with, you know, the the effort, you know, you know, there's no system for effort. You know, it's it's you know, you can be more aggressive, certainly, and be more relaxed. But, you know, I I think overall, you know, there's a difference between not being ready to play at all and, you know, not having a system, you know, and I thought, you know, the New York Rangers last year, you know, in in the playoffs against the Devils, it was like the perfect combination of both. And, you know, we knew it was time to move on from Gallant, um, you know, and I think the writing's on the wall with kind of this core group. And I don't think it's going to be overwhelming. The, the only thing, the only saving grace I really do feel like with this team is that, um, you know, if if we get to the playoffs and we're fortunate enough to make it and just say we're a three seed, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us right off the bat in in the, um, you know, in, in the first round playing either Devils or Carolina. The one saving grace is that if we end up with Carolina, I think we, we can beat them. And if we end up playing the New Jersey Devils in the first round, we do have the ability to win a series because we do have one of the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. My only worry is that the Devils goaltender, Schmid, apparently just plays like the best goalie in the history of the sport against us um but you know again goaltending is huge in the playoffs and that is a huge you know uh, that's a huge notch on our on our uh, on our side when it comes to you know the pros and cons of this team going into the playoffs but again that's so far down the line that you know again it's there's so much to this team andy um and and i did want to ask you a question to kind of go back further and I know I'm rambling a little bit, but number one, do you do you think that some of these core players are kind of just going through the motions here in this preseason? And number two, do you think they've kind of earned that right to kind of go through the motions? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's obviously the problem is that there are some guys that legitimately might be nursing something, and I get it. But that it also becomes a situation. It's like, all right, well, either are all of you hurt? You know what I mean? Or are you? is one of you hurt or two of you hurt? And then the rest of you are like, oh, I don't want to end up like them. So you're taking it easy. It's just, it's, I mean, I guess, listen, if they come out of the gate looking like a house on fire and win their first few games, then I guess it's like, oh, okay, they were taking it easy and it, it they're fine. You know what I mean? So great. We, it's all good. But, uh, you know, until, until then it's, I don't know. It's like, it's, this is supposed to be tune up time. And I didn't see, it looks like they, they didn't get past tightening their skates enough. You know what I mean? So that's obviously an issue. Um, but again, if there's a chance they, they could just look like a well-oiled machine and it's like, Oh, great. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it just, it's obviously frustrating with a, a bunch of the other teams in the league you know, especially and most notably their uh, their rivals and the Islanders and the Devils look like they're trying to amp themselves up for how they want to play the pace they want to play at all season. And the Rangers, you know, late start, 
work their way into to a bunch of games now. Can't score breakdowns, a lot of skating and, you know, not gliding and dropping their stick as the guy they're hooking just kind of gets past them. Bad reads. It's just, you know, it's at what point do you're saying, well, all right, well, if you're you're taking it easy, but if you're not ready to play and if they look like shit to start the year, then then we can uh, absolutely look back on the preseason and say, well, this was obviously a problem. You know, they had all this time to. And again, it's like I think even uh, Laviolette said in one of the press conferences, like it's like, listen, he's like, we understand guys are learning the systems, but there's nothing to learn about effort. You either right. give a shit or you don't. You know what I mean? So. Um, and yeah, obviously there's some guys who have looked good some games and had some other games like Kako, I think has had a pretty fine preseason. He's made things happen at times, you know, he's made some nice moves only to like, you know, whatever, get it stripped from him or take a shot wide, but he's made things. Ha- I've noticed him and he's like one of the only few Rangers I can see hold on to the puck, but he's also played on a different line every night and it's been right. Know, That's another thing I was going to say too. It's like, you know, you're going to see these lines you're gonna see that get all ironed out over the next two weeks like they might not have all a game under their belt with a full i would imagine cooley and othman are going to play again tomorrow night so you're not you're not going to get the full nhl team that's that's on october you know 12th you're not going to get that tomorrow night but i i really do hope that over the next like i say two weeks but it's October 12th is right around the corner. Um, you know, over the next week, you're going to see that kind of get ironed out where they're going to be practicing with each other. You're going to see the lineup come together. And, you know, that's who they're going to, you know, go to battle with night in and night out. Um, you know, the only thing is, you know, I, th- I think for me is that, you know, a lot of these lines have already been preset. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't be waiting for Kreider and Zibanejad to have chemistry. Like, they should kind of be dominating like kind of Jack Hughes is during the preseason, you know, and it just, that that's the only part that like is concerning me. You know, it's not so much, it's not so much that, you know, the New York Rangers are getting used to a system. I can understand if they're not winning hockey games, but the problem is like, you're telling me you guys can't muster up one highlight real goal. I mean, you have friggin' Connor Bedard, who's never played an NHL game, putting the puck, behind his back and making, you know, the NHL preseason look like men's league. So it's just like that there, there's just nothing there. That's the most concerning. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, well, let's put it this way, Andy. Are, are you concerned going into the season? Um, that's what I'm keep asking myself. I don't really know. <laughs> I think it's like, I do think it's just, it's like Andy relax. It's the preseason, but I do think it's like, wow, uh, our, our, some of our players are either hurt or don't give a shit right now. So that's not good. Right. It, it, it's, it makes me question the fire a little bit because it's after all these, you know, whatever it's like, Oh, there's so much stuff about like, Oh, left a real sting, you know, a bad taste in our mouth last year. Did it? No, because the Devils beat you twice in a row now. Uh, and I do think we last year. What's up? Sorry, go ahead. I, that first game against the Devils. I don't mean to cut you off, but that first game against the Devils. If that's anybody, t- anybody else in the NHL, we win that game. I, that's how. Yeah. That's how good I thought we looked at times. But um, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, continue. and right. yeah, we definitely brought it to them in the second period. It was a definitely a closer game than this one. Although yes. the Rangers were, uh, you know, we ended up out shooting the Devils in this game, but that was more score effects than anything. And you can say, obviously, it was their goals were on the power play, but um, it's, you know, I think it's for us. I think why I'm ultimately frustrated is because I do ultimately think this team can beat the Devils and can beat any team in the league. I really do think that. I think you look at their, there is enough there. There's enough there, even if I think they are deficient in some areas or, they might not have the personnel to win the big one, you know, or I doubt, doubt that they have the personnel to win the big one. I still believe they can beat any team in the NHL, but obviously it's going to take a lot. And I feel like to your point, James, sometimes the way they carry themselves, they carry themselves with such lofty, like, all right, yeah, we're going to work our way into it because we have, we have higher loftier expectations than just the preseason. 
or like the regular season. It's like, well, you got to fucking make it there. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? The rest of the league gets better every single day. Every single day, every other team than you that's younger gets faster and stronger and bigger and more dynamic and more skilled. And are you matching pace? Or are you just like, well, we have in our head that we have, you know, Barkley Goodrow, you know, and Jacob Truba, you know, and Chris Kreider and you know what I mean? And, and whatever. And me, you know what I mean? It's like, at a certain point, like the 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 luster and the 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 gravitas of these players starts to wane thin if it doesn't look like they are if it look if they especially if it looks like they're slipping away and not that they're getting closer to their goal. Well, I I, I mean, gee, that, that was like a perfect way to put it because it's like right off the bat we play the Buffalo Sabers and you want to talk about a team that's up and coming has a lot of buzz, like. The guys on the Buffalo Sabres don't give a shit who these guys on the New York Rangers are. They don't they're not scared of Panarin. You know, they're not they're not scared. These guys have, you know, the Buffalo Sabres are a, a younger team. They're a team that's kind of breaking out. They're kind of ditching, you know, the mold of the last, you know, you know, few years. And they're a team that's like, hey, our goal this year is to compete for a Stanley Cup you know, a uh, playoff spot, you know, and fight for the wild card and, and kind of work our way into the, into the uh, top echelon of the Atlantic conference, you know, I, and, and when you look at the New York Rangers, you know, we're on the decline. A lot of these things, these time, you know, teams are, you know, they're working towards something. The New York Rangers are just trying to hang on. And, and that's what the problem is. I think there's a huge disconnect between the mental approach of this hockey team and and uh, what the reality is. Because the New York Rangers think like they're fighting for a Stanley Cup. It's like, dude, you're not. You're you're just the Buffalo Sabres in a, f- a few years ahead of them. Like you're, you're like <laughs> I, I I know I'm, I might be confusing on how I'm saying this, but like you know, the New Jersey Devils are trying to build something. They're trying to build a team that's going to win a Stanley Cup. The Buffalo Sabres are trying to take the next step and make the playoffs. The Rangers are right there with the Buffalo Sabres. They're like one spot ahead where they're a team that should make the playoffs, but probably won't get it done, you know, at the end of the day. They won't win the Stanley Cup. But like, we're not the Devils and we're one step ahead of the Buffalo Sabres. So it's like, you got to carry yourself with a, a sense of urgency that these teams are trying to catch you you know, and, you know, you're a team that teams look like they could probably leapfrog, you know, I, I, I know I'm very confusing with, with my words, but, um, you know, it, it's just the Rangers better be careful this year because you're a team that's could get leapfrogged. You know, you're in the same conversation as the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, you're one bad season away from kind of being forgotten in the East. And that's uh, that's the reality of this league. It's just you're 100 percent right when you say every other team in this National Hockey League is getting better every single day. You also have to carry yourself with a sense of urgency to, you know, maintain or you know relevancy in this league because you'll be quickly forgotten because there's a lot of young, good hockey players in this league that are on some of these programs that, you know, you know, don't have the um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the word for it, but don't have the the aura of the New York Rangers. And, you know, just because we've done it the last few seasons doesn't mean it's guaranteed this year. So that's why the goal is just make the playoffs. Um, man, that was a ramble. And I <laughs> no, no, I, I, I honestly. Yeah, I, I agree that they are. There are a lot of especially because on this podcast, you and I specifically have for years. It's been like. Yeah, but they people have been saying Arizona forever. Yeah, but people have been saying, you know, Buffalo forever. Yeah, but people have been saying Detroit forever. Well, or yeah, people have been saying Ottawa forever. It's going to happen. One of them is going to jump, if not right. multiple of them. And honestly, that's probably what's going to happen. You know what I mean? You're going to have teams like Washington. Um, we'll see about the Islanders, you know. Well, how many times, how many seasons? I mean, this is our fifth year doing the podcast. How many times have we been say before the season, like, is this the year, you know, Pittsburgh finally falls off? 
we're yeah. we're like we are part of that group. I, I hate to say it, Andy, but yeah. like, you know, it's it, it's these teams, these teams at the bottom of the standings are are getting harder and harder to beat. So, you know, you're going to have to win these hockey games. And Buffalo is a fantastic team to start the season against because it's it's a team that they can beat anybody on any given night. And you should beat them. But if you're not mentally ready and you're not on top of your game, they're going to smoke you. So I, I, I love the fact that we play Buffalo at Buffalo opening night. You know, it's going to be a real, a real good test. And, and I'm definitely excited for it. Um, you know, and, and that, you know, I'm excited for the first month of hockey. I think there's a lot of, a lot of teams that w- we should be able to beat. And, uh, I, and I'm like, licking my chops to see what you know i'm dying to say i told you so if this team fails i'm dying to but there's a part of me also that thinks that the range might be able to pull it off yeah <sighs> it's gonna be a long season andy oh yeah def definitely gonna be a long season um uh yeah is there anything else is, i think there's something well, there's else one, i want there's oh, go ahead one, yeah the one thing i wanted to uh talk to you about um did you see the frozen frenzy yes i did i did what are your thoughts um if i thought espn had a good panel i might be excited well the booja cross is the only person that would ever sign up for something like this i know Uh, it's just you know if if i i don't know i just espn's coverage of the nhl has been so bad since they got it back and, you know, I mean, basically everything that I think t- uh, TNT has done well, they've done poorly. You know what I mean? It's just um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's again, I'm excited for having all those games. That's going to be awesome. You know what I mean? But uh, is it, yeah. though? I, I feel like they're like, dude, NFL Red Zone is super popular. Because of gambling, right? And then they're like, just because it's popular with football doesn't mean it's going to be popular with hockey. I mean, hockey's kind of too fast. Like, like in football, the play is only 15 seconds. And then there's yeah. a 40 second gap in between. So you can move from game to game. I don't think like people comprehend the fact that, you know, the goal never for the NHL should be let's compete with the NFL, it, it should just like, let's find something unique about hockey and try to build something on our own, you know? And and like, you know, I don't know. It just seems to me that like, this is, you're trying way too hard to be the NFL and you're just, you're going to fail. You're, you're going to fail. There's no other sport that compete with football. There isn't. So, yeah, um, and the fact that like people are pointing out, didn't they have like NHL on the fly, which was essentially what this is? The mm. NHL network put kind of put that together. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not really familiar with that. You know, I. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I, I think I obviously like when there's a bunch of games on, especially if is know, it on Rangers. Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like no, that's another I, thing too. No, I'm not like, sure actually. So. Again, it's like I don't even know when you're doing this. Like when there's a lot of games on. So just random nights. Like the 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 point of that NFL red zone works with the NFL is that all the games are on Sunday. You know? You have the primetime games and then you have all day Sunday. That's why it works. There's one day where people sit home and do absolutely nothing. And it's the day before the work week, which is Sunday. So people just want to sit on their couch watch football and do nothing. People are not going to tune into this on seven o'clock on a Tuesday or a Thursday because they're already starting to go to bed. It's, it's too late in the day to start something that's going to be fun. And the fact that people are going to want to watch their own team, the beauty of, you know, the NFL is that, all right, yeah, you, you watch your team, but also, you know, the next segment of games, there's a bunch of teams that, you know, are, are playing and there's fantasy attached to it. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like this is going to be a swing and a miss. 
Yeah, obviously, again, uh, <laughs> the NHL is perennially, you know, always uh, second to the plate with these sorts of things. So, and they usually take away the wrong message for what it made it popular in the first place. So, so I'm, I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised, but I'm obviously not expecting too much, but I, I'll still enjoy having all those games on, obviously. So. And yeah. And sorry. And I began, I want to apologize. I feel like I've been like a monster, this podcast. No. I've just been kind of negative and rambling and I don't know. I honestly just, don't even think you've been that negative. I think you've been more of a realist. It's like you, you've left room for this team to, to do the right thing and, and, you know, or do the right thing. uh, to, yeah, to, to play up to their potential, but you know why, point, you know why that that's opened Andy? Why? Zach Wilson's performance. <laughs> Showed it, you that true. anything's possible. Yeah. Anything's possible. And I saw a young kid who was maybe the worst, probably the worst player in the history of the sport at his position. Go play a football game against the reigning champions and fuck it up and fumble and have, has perspective and blamed himself like he's never done before. And there's a, just an aura around my teams. It's like, the self-awareness of Zach Wilson and his performance against the Chiefs in prime time kind of changed my perspective about my teams. As long as you admit that you stink and want to take responsibility for it, I think within you there's room for growth because you got to look in the mirror first. And there's a kid that I think is finally starting to look in the mirror and say, you know, I, I am the problem. It's not the coaching. It's not... You know, it's got to be, it's all, it's on me. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like new coach LaViolette is going to, you know, make hopefully some of these younger kids say, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. There's, the growing pains are over. It's time for me to take the next step and, and just show, you know, showcase my talents and show people that not only do I deserve to be here, but I deserve to, you know, be a part of a winning team and a winning culture. So. Um, that's what I'm hoping from the New York Rangers. Will that happen? I don't, we don't know. So, yeah. That was beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank I'm, you car- I'm crying over here. That was very, <laughs> that was very, I will ask you this. I know we're not a New York Jets podcast, but do you think it's better in the long run that they lost that game, that Wilson lost that game? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause it, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I know obviously we're not a jet podcast, but I, I do think there's a lot of parallels in sports, yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially the mental side of, of, of the game. And, you know, I, I think for, for Wilson, you know, having Aaron Rodgers come and help him, you know, see the game and approach the game differently is huge, you know, um, you know, and, and not take each game so serious to the point where, you know, y- you carry it with you. You know, I saw Zach Wilson play a game in prime time, and I just felt like he took it one play at a time for the first time in his career. Like, that was the best game he's ever played. And, and I hope that, you know, again, to answer your question, yes, I do think it was good that he lost that game because he's got to know that, you know, it, it's, you, it's almost like in football, you got to be perfect you know, to win, win the game in all aspects, you know, defense and offense. And, um, you know, I think there's a kid that's thrown into a lion's den here this season. Cause you know, Aaron Rodgers got hurt and yeah. And, and this is, the, this is, it's a prime example of what needs to happen with the New York Rangers. It's like, listen, your, your core group is not going to get the job done. Kako Lafreniere. It's time for like you guys to take the next step and you be the, the group that carries this team, you know, you, you guys be the one that take responsibility when the team loses, you know, and that's not, you know, a thing that happens after the game. That's the thing that happens, you know, you know, on the bench, you know, you know, be the guy that Laviolette wants to throw out there and, 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 and change the direction of the game. You know, you guys got to be the leaders, you know, it can't, it can't just be, you know, you know, Truba and, and, you know, Zibanejad and Panarin. And Fox, it's got to be, you know, it's got to come from the other guys too. So, 
Um, before I, you know, obviously Andy, you always sign off the podcast, but you know, there is one question I want to ask you too. Um, you know, I, I, obviously the season's going to start in another week and we're going to have obviously more podcasts before then, but you know, you know, overall going into this season, um, you know, with the expectations of the New York Rangers, uh, you know, I, I want you to be honest with yourself and honest, you know, with this team. Do you think that this is a team right now that will uh, flounder, or do you think it's a team where some of these younger guys, especially, are going to rise to the occasion? You know, I, I, I can't help but think of the first year with Elaine Vigneault where the Rangers kind of struggled out of the gate until Christmas with a new system, some new personnel, and then they kind of just took off from there. I could see the Rangers stumbling out of the gate, especially with a, a on paper easier, you know, schedule before finally, you know, kicking into gear once some, you know, dominoes fall into place or, or you know, the light bulbs finally go off. They're like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. That's one less thing I have to think about, you know. But um, I mean, yeah, I think they definitely have it. I love the Gustafson signing. I thought he's been very good. You know, I. I thought um, I've liked what I've seen from some of the demon on the back end. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they, I think just by having a Peter Laviolette behind the bench, I do think ultimately the defensemen will have better seasons or the, every defenseman not named Adam Fox will probably have a better season. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I, like I said, I think having Gustafson is huge to make sure you can have a puck mover on each pair. I think that'll help Schneider out heavily. And uh, as long as Keandre takes a step, because I do think Truba's performance is going to start, if it hasn't already, which I think it has, is going to start going the other way. You know what I mean? So it is up to them, the younger players, to, to kind of step up and take more, you know, take more of the reins here. You know what I mean? So I think they can do it, though. I really do. And which is why I think it's frustrating. You know what I mean? Because you also, at the same time, it's like you want your veterans to be like, well, no, fuck you. I'm still the big dog on this team. You, you want... A rising tide raises all ships, and that internal fire and competition is good. But, uh, yeah, right now it's kind of like they're dangling. The carrot's being dangled by the coaching staff, and no one seems to want to grab it at the moment. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.